Sunsong ran like a deer fleeing a cougar. Through the gardens and into the pine grove beyond she flew, her feet screaming their rebellion in their hard leather boots, she not caring. Tears were like curtains obscuring her vision, so much so that she nearly crashed into the tall brick wall that lay in her path beyond the trees. She dropped to her knees, weary. She could run no more. She rested a moment, then looked at the wall. It was at least eight or ten feet high, too tall for her to climb. She might be able to go over the top if she climbed one of the nearby trees. But even if she managed to get over it, what would she do then? She had no money, no extra clothes, no place to go. Home was days away by train. How could she ever get there alone and on foot? Not to mention the fact that an Indian woman walking alone would be in grave peril from the others, who would fear her like they feared her friend, the bear. She turned and sat with her back to the wall. Her stomach growled, and she clutched it with her hand. It felt like a wood rat was gnawing away at her insides. She was so hungry. She had attacked a teacher. Not just a teacher, the headmaster himself. Of course, he had threatened her first. She had simply defended herself. Or had she? Perhaps he just wanted to talk to her. But why? She'd never even seen the headmaster anywhere but the main classroom building before. His apartments were even connected to the building. She'd never seen him set foot outdoors. Why was he in the gardens? She would have to go back. She could apologize, tell the headmaster he had frightened her and that she had acted out of instinct. But to apologize was to speak, and she knew that even if she tried, no words would come. Nevertheless, she had to go back. She had nowhere else to go. Even if they called the police and had her taken away to jail, she had no options. She wished Otter was with her. He would know what to do. Of course, if Otter had been with her, the headmaster probably wouldn't have grabbed her that way, and it did no good to wish for that which did not exist. She heaved herself up off the ground and wiped her tear-stained face with her dirty apron. Slowly, she found her way through the pines and back into the garden, then headed toward her dormitory. Everyone was still at dinner, so she slipped around the back and sat beneath the grandmother's sycamore. She leaned her head against the tree and allowed her tears to spill once again. "'Grandmother, I am in so much trouble,' she whispered, and she poured out the whole story of her encounter with the headmaster in the garden. At last the grandmother tree stirred. "'Sunzong, daughter, granddaughter, great-granddaughter of the original people,' And the future of the original people, your pain is great, yet you will endure much greater pain before the time comes. What time, grandmother? Sunsong sobbed. Will I ever be free from this place? I wish to return to my home, not become like the others. Please, grandmother, help me. Help you I will, beloved one, but not now, not yet. It is not your time. Your future and the future of the original people lies in your fate and the fate of the one known as Otter, the boy who survived the river. Only when the time is right, when your fates take a turn, will things change. The tree rustled its branches, and Sunsong felt as if she had been hugged. Otter is becoming like the others, she said dully. He even allows himself to be called Gideon and answers to that name. I have not spoken with him since we arrived here. Do not judge him hastily, Sun Song, the grandmother tree replied. 
What he does, what he will do, will cause him much pain. Yet it is destined to happen. Remember what I said. Your fate and his are the hope of the original people. What must be, must be. You are stronger than you think. You will endure. With that, Sun Song felt the tree go still. She rose to her feet and returned to the dormitory.